And we're starting recording. (laughs) What's good, y'all? Everything. (laughs) All all that. All that in an episode, in a 99th episode. Man, 99 episodes, guys. We can finally say the nine nines. Literally, I feel every episode today. I don't know if we'll we'll make it to the 2000s, but (laughs) we got the nine Almost to the century mark. Uh, We'll have big plans next week uh, that we'll discuss a little bit later. Be on the lookout for social media posts about what's going to happen next week. All yeah. 20 people that listen, be on the lookout. Yeah. If you see any airplanes out there with banners on it, not That's us. That's not us. <laughs> the budget isn't uh, there for that. <clears throat> no, not at all. <laughs> Actually, I wonder uh, how much that does cost, though. Way too much money. If you find, a sticker, if you find a sticker... In the men's bathroom of, I don't know, some random restaurant, like pharmacy or something, that might be us. Yeah. We can, we can, we can, we can, we can, we actually that. do have stickers. So, we yes. We do have stickers. You need to get those out there a little bit more. I want to put me. one under the table I mean, at City House. First off, let's be honest. Shit. I have stickers. Yeah. I, I, I know. Like, I, I, I have, have a little roll. Stickers. <laughs> I have a few stickers. Have a Y'all few have stickers because. I have stickers. You have yes. you have quantity, you have, so, you have so quality. If y'all want, <laughs> if y'all want to go out there and get them, go get them. Go get them. So yeah, I'm uh, back this week for episode 99. As always, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Big Ten Rich. Yep. Listen to us on Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Podbean, and we got a lot to get into this episode, guys. Uh, yeah, let's so I'll jump just in. dive right in. Um, starting off uh, with the little lovebird, Jack Love lovebird. I was at the golf tournament uh, last week. That's why I was out. One of the with working in the pandemic, it's it's kind of hard because our staff is like cut in half. So I was out last week trying to uh, put that whole tournament together, which wound up being really great and happy to bring home some jackalope. Uh, <laughs> Not as uh, so, not as much as I did uh, with that Reiner guys. But I just took a couple of six packs home. Um, That'll do it. Yeah, Lovebird is the. They had. Oh, uh, yeah, I like Lovebird. Yeah, they had a, something out there called I think it was Fenero. It was like a really strong IPA. It was like seven point five percent alcohol. No sir. I brought a couple home just to be like, because I tried it out there, and then I was like, all right, I'll bring a couple home and see if I like it. No, it's it is rough. Anyways, um, lot to get to. Um, one uh, place I tried this uh, over the past week is uh, Rock and Dough. It's the second time I've had, or maybe third time that I've had it. It's uh, kind of close to uh, East Nashville, Dickerson Road area, if you're uh, listening and kind of familiar with the area. Pretty good place. It's got solid pizza, not as good as like Five Points or some of the top tier stuff. But they have some really banging ass sides, like some of their garlic bread. Um, they have like pretzels and and all kinds of like side stuff is really good. So highly recommend it. And um, they have a good beer selection there. It's kind of weird. It's like in the bottom of a hotel that they just recently built over there by the uh, hospital. Yeah, I was gonna say I thought I remember somebody telling me it was near Skyline. Yeah, it's it's on that road that you can. 
cut off Dickerson Road too. Yeah, they're opening um, up some some other locations somewhere else too. I just don't remember where it was at. They got a pretty cool concept. I mean, I like all the like I like I like businesses that put a lot of thought into their artwork and their logos. And I mean, I'm into marketing, so that's kind of what I gravitate to sometimes. But they have a good job of having like artwork and you know just really do things with detail that I like too. Oh, that's cool. So um, you go, you go, so you've been a couple of times, so it's worth worth checking out, I guess. Yeah, it's worth checking out. Like I said, it, it's like in that weird position where it's not like your top tier, like five points or um, uh, Desanos or anything, but it's better than Pizza Hut or Domino's and so better you know, than your kind standard. of standards. Yeah, that's cool. Worth well, checking out, especially uh, especially if you're in the East Nashville area and. Don't know where it says. It's over by Lowe's and Walmart and Dickerson Road. Man, if only, uh, that was there, if only that was there when I was there. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. But, um, like, so speaking of pizza, I mean, we went to City House this weekend. Mm, and best pizza. Yeah, it's been a while. Been a while. Pizza. Yeah. So on the other side of the spectrum, like it's just, and I know a lot of people agree. It's it's one of the places. It's probably one of my favorite places in Nashville. But, you know, over the years, it's one of those things, like, I've done. It's like, i got to try new places. Like, new places pop up. There's so many of them now. It's like, I want to try something new. That just, sometimes you forget, like, just how good some of the older places are. Mm-hmm. Like, City House has earned the right for repeat business. Definitely. And, like I was telling Seth, like, you go back and you and you automatically are like... Why has it been so long since I came back here? Because like the food is so damn good and it's like so cons- it's so consistent. You're making me think that right now because it has been a while since I've been there. So now I'm like, damn, I can really go for some pork belly pizza. That's the thing you can go in there and just get the belly ham pizza and be set realistically. Yeah, it's but, hard to pass it too. Even though they have a lot of great other things, it's hard to pass up on that pizza. Well, speaking of great other things, like, so we went for the Sunday supper, which I had never been to before previously. Had you, you had been before, Seth, right? Where? For, on Sunday or no? No, that's my first time going on a Sunday. Okay. So they had, they had rigatoni and meatballs, which were really <laughs> damn good, which typically they don't, they, I mean, they sometimes will have a pasta dish, but not, it's usually not that straightforward, like just the classic. Yeah, what the waitress told us was that's that's like really one of the only mainstays on their Sunday menu. And it's because one of the uh, chefs uh, families, like that's what they would have at their Sunday meals, because that's what Mm -hmm. they base the Sunday menu off of. That's the idea is like it's a Sunday meal. So it's kind of like that's why we want to change it up and switch it up every time. Yeah, I dig that. Damn good job on the (laughs) rigatoni. They had a mac and cheese pizza that sounded pretty good. Yes. But since we were already ordering pasta, we were like, mm. Mm. Had the, uh, <laughs> Maybe the buffalo, I had the buffalo wings um, with blue cheese, which was interesting because the uh, sauce was super thick. And it was a good, like, I guess, kind of traditional buffalo sauce, but it was really thick and almost tasted tomato base. 
and it kind of had the uh, uh, blue cheese in it, right? Blue cheese mixed in it, and that's or, what. Go ahead. No, I was gonna say it was like just like blue cheese crumbles in it. It was I've never seen that before. That was pretty interesting. Yeah, it was really good. Um, would I get them? I probably wouldn't get them again, but I'm happy I tried those because they were really really good. Yeah, that sauce kind of reminded me of like if you take if you went like half buffalo and half like tomato sauce and made a wing sauce out of that is kind of what it reminded me of. Yeah. It was good right. Stuff. Interesting. Were definitely worth definitely worth a try. Yeah. Um, I got the uh, I got the belly ham pizza, and Lindsay got the. Uh, the I call it the sweet the the Vidalia onion pizza because it had a lot of onions on it, but it also had a uh, cheese and something else on there. I think it had the chili oil on it too. It did. It, it was did. it was yeah. it was really really good. And I'm not a big onion guy, but those it was it was really good. Had the egg both had the egg on it. Cause that's what you it's have to do when you go to City House. You have to get the egg on the pizza. That's a must. I'll tell you what, there's something to be said for onions on pizza. So I don't remember, but I remember as a kid, I knew somebody, God, God, I cannot remember, I shit you not, would order cheese and onion pizza. That's it? Just and that's onion? it, cheese and onions. And I don't remember who it was, and I was Sounds like, wild. are you kidding me? Why would, anybody, why would anybody order this? And I tried it, and I'm like... All right. I mean, there's 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 something there. It's I wouldn't be hard. as bothered by sometimes onion on the pizza. The texture bothers me more than the taste. I think what but it boils down me. to is it has to be like I think like a Vidalia onion or like a sweeter onion. It yeah, would, it would more probably subtle. be a lot better. Yeah. So I can imagine that pizza being super good. So I'll tell you what. I mean, obviously the normal food is really, really good. But man, their cake—I've never ordered cake there before. Like the slices of cake they have, and man, dude, this banana pudding layer cake they had was was fucking everything. Like everything about that cake was amazing. <laughs> everything. Like the, the filling. Everything. The cake. The frosting. The whipped cream, the sauce that it was in, like I'm gonna be thinking about cake there for for a while. Man, it was uh, very good. You doing that made me uh, remind me of a DMX song. Oh, if you're ready to segue into that, shit, why not? I mean, if if cake reminds you of DMX, the way you said it though, all the like different things like the cake, the sauce. <laughs> R.I.P. DMX, man. Um, I'm like, I don't know if I'm a bigger fan of DMX than you guys, but I was a pretty big fan of DMX. And I hate to see what happened with his life later in his life. Um, originally, when he first, I guess, went to the hospital like a week ago or whatever, I was kind of like, man, he's just been on this rocky road, man. I wish he would get out of it. But this is what happens when, you know, like, I wasn't, like, hurt. Like, it was just like, man, it sucks. You were kind of disappointed. Yeah. Um, but now that he's passed, I'm, like, you know, listening to his music more, uh, just kind of reminiscing. And, um, man, he has so many good songs. And, like, his first four albums were just fire. And, and well, I'd say five 
if you want to include the Rough Riders uh, uh, Volume One at least. I mean, those first those albums were just fired. I think it was probably the first time that I really liked music from up north, like New York music, because I was such a like southern rap like guy in high school and, and whenever I got into rap. So Man, I'll say this: so like about I remember listening to his first album. Uh, was it It's Dark and Hell is Hot? Yeah, it's either that or Flesh of My Flesh, Blood of My Blood. One of the uh, two. They, they, no, they came it was, out no, the same year. Dark, Dark and Hell is Hot is his first album. Yeah. So, that was the first one, and then the other one was the second, yeah. So I remember listening to that album, and I used to listen to it. I, I used to always, like on the bus, I would always have my headphones. I would have my CD player and my headphones all the time. And I remember when I first got that CD, and I was listening to it, like really... Because on the bus, you know, you got plenty of time to actually sit there and, like, listen to music. And, man, I just remember, like, his lyrics on that album, like, the stuff that he's talking about doing to people and people's relatives. <laughs> and, like, I'm, like, listening to this as, like, a teenager. I don't even know how old I was. I mean, I might have been, like... 12, so 13. That album came out in 98. Yeah. So, so you I'll, yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's all good. But, like, I'm just listening to it, and, like, I'm, like, in shock listening to some of this stuff. It's like, it, when they said it was, like, it was a dark-ass album. Yeah. There was some songs that lightened it up a little bit, but, like, he's, like, duct-taping folks and doing all kind of stuff in front of people, and, like... I just remember as a kid, I'm like, this shit is wild. Like, I, I couldn't wait to listen to like the next song, yeah, to hear what the hell he's gonna do. Like, it felt like, it felt like an adventure almost. Like you just following this dude around in these songs, doing all this wild shit. So, I don't yeah. know. It was, it was very. I feel like it was very edgy, especially for for the for the time. Just his content. For sure, and it was and, different too. I think and it was, was yeah, there's nobody, nobody with his sound. His cadence, his delivery. I mean, right. there's everything about him was if, very unique. If you really want to give credit to something what DMX did, he really ushered in the era of aggressive and crunk rap. I can see he, yeah. he yeah, is the one that was like, we're for we're not afraid to go more aggressive and violent with how we rap and what we rap about. Mm-hmm. I mean, in that wasn't all he rapped about. He had some serious songs. He had some really good serious songs that weren't necessarily in an aggressive manner, but that's what he brought to the forefront. And I think when you look at what the Crunk era did is they kind of took what DMX did and ran with it and added that to their instrumentals and beats. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And also, um, I mean, to mention that, you know, what a great crew that was, though. Like Swiss Beats with the, all the beats, and you know the just the different people in the Rough Riders thing. I mean, that was a pretty good like. Rap. I don't know. I'll say this: the Swiss Beats isn't as good as people think he is. I mean, more like his production and all that stuff. I like. Oh no, I no like that's what style. I mean. His production is I don't know, but that's not. Although it was really different at the time, and that's yeah, a different topic for a different day. <clears throat> but um, yeah, like like Kenny said, the sound. Uh, super unique he, he was definitely i mean to his character it wasn't really a character it was him i mean he was that was who he was from uh everything that you know you've kind of read or seen him do or whatever and then um you know i teased this i guess after he passed it i would i have a story about him that i wanted to tell on our pod 
So um, I'll just go ahead and run with it. Um, it was a Def Jam Vendetta tour in, uh, I think, 2004. Uh, this is when I was in the military. I was running with the DJ crew in the Eastern Carolina uh, when I first kind of got into DJing. I wasn't really DJing. I was just kind of doing – I was learning how to be a DJ, and I had a really cool crew. Well, we, the main guy that was in our DJ group was also working at a radio station there locally in East Carolina. But he somehow was able to – be the DJ for the Dev Jam Vendetta tour when it came to, I believe it was Raleigh, North Carolina. It was in that like, like central North Carolina, Raleigh, Durham, Goldsboro, like somewhere right in there. Um, and so we all went <laughs> and, um, you know, like me already being a fan of DMX wanted to like try to meet, meet him. And they're like, Oh no, he don't meet people. <laughs> and like, he just stays in his uh stays in his dressing room. He comes out, performs, and he's like like he doesn't interact with people. I'm like, all right, that that kind of makes sense. Um, so uh, the DJs they do their thing. Uh, uh he he kind of opens up as their DJ. Of course, they had their own DJ once the like main acts played. Um, not to mention the Def Jam Vendetta tour. Def Jam, that era of Def Jam was really cool. The video game, all that stuff, really cool. Um, but anyway, so at the end of the show, everybody's out back chilling, and there's a little fight breaks out, and all of a sudden, some dude is up on his bus, on his tour bus, just yelling. I'm like, what the fuck? Who is that? It was fucking DMX. He was on top of a tour bus, like, as these people were getting into it and fighting, he was like, yeah, kill him, fucking kill him, ah, just like going crazy. And everybody just kind of stopped and looked. And he was up on the top of the bus, just like, a lot of shit, yeah. And then the fight broke up, and then he like hopped down and was gone. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> I was just like, damn, that was and DMX. Who's going to tell DMX to get off the tour bus? It was his, it was his damn tour bus, so nobody. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I feel like um, any tour bus he stands on top of is probably going to be his tour bus. Yeah, but dude, uh, just to kind of go back to, dude could perform too. Like sometimes you'll go to rap shows and they're just terrible. Like they don't have no stage presence. The sound is awful. The like just everything is just generic and it sounds like just a bunch of noise. He actually could perform and, you know, had really good stage presence, would move around and all that good stuff. Well, his energy was... You're right. Yeah. Very present. Yeah. And not to mention his music and his sound was like, that was him. It was no like fake. Like he could be on the mic and he would sound like how he sounded on the album. Yeah. He definitely had a lot of, a lot of passion in his voice for sure. But definitely a unique dude and, um, really love his music and been listening to some, some of his music, uh, as of late since his passing, which I think some of the people reporting like his, his album, Streaming stuff's up like two thousand percent or something. I can understand that. That's kind of how it, how it goes. Yeah. So but speaking also, of that, there's supposed to be an album that he completed before his death that's supposed to be released. I don't know what that would be like, but I don't know if I'd be looking. I don't know if I'd be looking for that. I'd personally, be personally, I just you know, I'd, I'd rather just stick with what I know from his earlier era, his from his heyday. Because I mean. <laughs> Old rappers doing new stuff is typically not that great, so I don't, 
I don't well, know. To close it out, Sweet. last word on DMX. I'll leave y'all with this. He's the last artist to have two number one albums in the same year. It's Dark and Hell is Hot and Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood. First and, only, first and only to bark on a record? Not the first to bark. There's been many barkers. <laughs> Did Bismarck Flavor Flav probably was a... <laughs> yeah, there's been many a barkers. But like Rottweiler bark. Like growl? <laughs> you mean growl. Yeah. Growl? Okay. No, there's been many a growlers. Damn. I don't think he's the first in that game. All right, nobody was better than DMX growling and barking on the mic. Uh, Come on now. I don't know. I I'll give you that. I haven't heard all the growlers and or bark- barkers. There could be more. Out of the ones so we're no, that is the, pretty uh, cool. Two, of- <laughs> two number one albums in the same year. That's yeah, that's, that's tough to do. I remember when that second album came out. I'm like, what? Because that was unheard of. Like people didn't come out with records that quick. Rough Rider Anthem was still the number one song, <laughs> and Flesh of My Flesh and Blood of My Blood came and out. And then I'm slipping. I'm falling. Came out. It's crazy. I remember, God, it's such a good song. Yeah, I'm about right. to, to go back and listen to some songs. <laughs> um, before we get into uh, to, I just wanted to give a quick uh, shout out WrestleMania that I watched uh, last weekend. Fans were back in the stands. It's been a while uh, since fans have been in a WWE arena. It was really cool to see, and it just felt like cool to watch a wrestling event again. Uh, so I heard keeping really the enjoyed away. that really down the growth of hepatitis in the state of Florida, so that's really good to hear. <laughs> I'm really happy about that. Way to go, guys. Yeah. Not a COVID issue at all. It's all hepatitis. <laughs> it's no telling it's Florida. Florida men got everything. Jesus. So what was the main event? The main event for WrestleMania? Yeah. Uh, well, the, they had two nights again. Uh, so the first night, it's, it's kind of interesting because they had the women's heavyweight title or mi- women's title as the main event for the first night, which was really good. Sasha Banks and, um, um, dang, I forgot her name. Um, but it was, uh, they had the heavyweight title the first match, uh, with, with, um, Bobby Lashley and uh, Drew McIntyre. Oh, Bianca Belair is who I'm trying to think. Sasha Banks and Bianca Belair uh, was it was great. Uh, and then the second night was uh, was the Roman Reigns Edge who's back uh, from oh, retirement nice. and uh, Daniel Bryan. So they had a, they had a pretty decent card for both nights. Um, I like that they split it into two nights instead of having like a seven hour pay per view. <laughs> yeah, I do remember how long those would they'd be like, like, like real deal, like five hours. Yeah, and it's like man, they would have like a, a pre-show and then a pre-show to the pre-show. Like, how did it get to that point? It started. I remember back in the day, it was like three hours maybe, and then it's yeah. like three, four, five, and it's just over the years, it just grew. They just really it. want to get. I mean, they, there's more titles now, so they really want to get every title match. On the main card, they really want to get everybody that's in the main roster on the card. Yeah, so, and, it, and it is like the the Super Bowl of wrestling, so I guess they got to do it as big as possible. And the thing is, if they can get people to watch it both both nights, then shit, why not? Yeah, and if they're gonna, you know, have a crowd, you know, 
that's more ticket sales. That's more nights that people will buy merch. I mean, it's just a good business model. Yeah, makes sense. It's cool that there are fans, though. I'm glad to see. I mean, I know the world's not. We're not there yet. No, especially in other countries. I mean, I mean, our country seems to be doing fairly well, depending on what state you're in, of course. Um, yeah. But we're getting there. So it's but it's good. It's good to see sports getting some fans. So yeah, I could see because I, I remember, like I said, when during the pandemic, when I remember we were talking about it on one of the episodes. I caught wrestling. I forget which one it was. It was the most awkward thing watching two dudes and a referee wrestle, and there's nobody in the crowd. Nobody there, and, and they it's just started si- piping dead in. Dead fucking silent. Yeah, and they 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 try to pipe in like the fake crowd noise, and it's just not like it just it has a really bad feel to it. Yeah, it's video, but game. it can't be silent either because that's not good either. Um, so to hear the real reaction and hear it, you can definitely tell the difference between piped in crowd noise and real crowd noise. Um, yeah, it's like video game versus reality. Exactly. So um, it was really cool that they had that and to hear the the crowd, even though it wasn't what maybe a a tenth of what it could have been, because uh, they had it at Tampa in Ray, Raymond James Stadium. Which Seth, by the way, they had they really utilized the boat at the Buccaneer Stadium oh, as the like entrance, you know, as the uh, ramp that comes down. The, it was really good, like how they set it up and used that ship. I don't know if it has a name or anything, but the visuals are really cool. Did anybody get suplexed off the ship? Nah. <laughs> Lame. Somebody should have, <laughs> or at least got shot with a cannon. <laughs> Is it really WrestleMania if somebody didn't almost die? Uh, Shane, Shane McMahon was uh, in a cage match with Braun Strowman. He almost died. Like he has no regard for his his uh, you know what he does in a match. Let's thank corrected then. <laughs> he would be the guy that would do it of all people. Man, that kind of money I ain't jumping off no cage. I'm going on vacation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jumping off a cage. Into some nice clear water, but this is cool. So, guys, uh, we want to jump into uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, or the Office. Well, we can jump on, jump into Winter Soldier. So we're at, um, I guess the Ooh. tomorrow is the second to last episode, right? We I believe of, so because yeah. I think it, I think it's six six episodes total. Yeah, so we're on episode four. So then, yeah, there should be two more episodes. I really enjoyed last week's episode. It was probably one of my favorite episodes of the one so far. There was a lot to it. I really dig the. Uh, uh, I forget what the uh, the ladies from um, Wakanda their things called, but I really enjoyed that angle of it. Well, that whole that whole fight that whole fight scene was really good. Yeah, uh, I definitely, I definitely did like that too. I think it's cool that they're that they're really including a lot of a lot of like Black Panther lore in there too. And I was, I was kind of like really it, one of the scenes I was really interested in was when they went back and kind of showed Bucky like kind of getting his mind cleared 
you know? Yeah, that was very important because um, you never knew what happened with that. Yeah, and that's what I was telling Minnie. I was like, you know, I wanted to see more. Like, like you, you, you knew that he was there and that they, quote, unquote, fixed him, but you never really got a chance to see, like, what he was doing there. Yeah. And they could almost, I mean, they could literally almost, I mean, I don't know how, how they would want to flesh stuff out, but they could almost have a story just of his time there, I'm sure it'd probably be pretty interesting. Yeah, I think it's cool that they kind of they like have these puzzle pieces that are still on the board, and they just kind of place that one in there like real quick. Yeah, they're really taking advantage of their opportunities that they have with the uh, the streaming now. Yeah, um, one thing that was uh, interesting was to just kind of see the further I wouldn't I don't know if you want to say development of the new Captain America's character sort of really having some turmoil, inner turmoil come out. And at the final of the episode, he's basically made an ass of himself. Um, well, that's the thing. So, so not just to not skip ahead. I mean, they're, I think what they tried, they, you, you, you knew from the offset that he was going to be a point of contention. But then mm-hmm. as, as the show kind of progressed so far, you get to see like, there's there's something not quite there's no something not quite there with it. I don't know if it's a psychological thing or if it's just a well the pressure is like, definitely getting to him yeah he's, he's got being, pressure but, but then he also has this this air about him where like he 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 tries to have this control and he tries to use his position as a as a seat of authority yeah and when people don't mind that authority. You know, he kind of feels he feels a certain way about it. Right. Yeah. And he like, definitely does not like being defeated. You see that in the fight scene mm-hmm. with the uh, bodyguards from, from Wakanda. Whenever he's like, "We can handle this," and like that's why the whole fight started because he assumes just because he's Captain America, everyone's going to listen and do what he says when he doesn't realize that he hasn't really earned. Yes, he has the uniform, and yes, he has the shield, but he hasn't really earned the uniform and shield in their eyes. Yeah, nobody, nobody actually considers him Captain America. Yeah, no, no one that has been in the shit, like all of them have been in the shit, look at him and say, you're our leader. Like, Rogers was in the forefront of everything. Yeah. And so that's why he got everybody's respect. This guy, in their eyes, you know, he, he, he doesn't know what the hell he's doing, and... He's not as strong or as skillful as them. Well, I mean, now he is, but you know, when this was going on, he, like he's he's a nobody. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't know if we want to address what the the U.S. agent part of this is that. Well, we'll wait until we get to the U.S. agent part okay. because that's a lot of spoilers. Yeah, because this, this is the thing. I've been, I'm just trying to understand good. that dynamic. I know it's probably going to come to light, but I just there might not. Well, that's the thing. There may be, there may not be. Like yeah. this is the thing. Like, we don't even know how. We don't know what their plans for this guy are. Is he even? Uh, yeah. uh, is he even going to last? We don't know. We don't even know if he's going to last through the through the show. Well, you know it what is. I, mean? I, I think the uh, God. What is that villain's name? That Baron Zemo. No, the main the, one. The, the uh, Power broker. I think the power broker is going to be more involved in the movies. 
We There's haven't seen the power before. broker yet, right? As far know. as far as we know, we have like it's not, not been revealed. Like no. there may be somebody that ends up being that, but it hasn't been revealed, right? No, right. not yet. No. Okay. So I'm sure that'll probably be a big twist at the end or something along those lines. Hope, at least. Or, or at least a big reveal. Well, we, maybe not. We might not get it until the movies. Yeah, we might not. We may never. It's hard to say. I mean, there's a lot. And that's the thing I was talking. That's the other thing we were talking about. Is there's a lot of quote unquote villains floating around there, or at least like protagonists. You know, because you yeah. got the power broker, you've got the flag smashers, you've got Baron Zemo. Which I don't really see personally. I don't see the flag smashers making it out of the TV show. I don't. No, there's no. There's really nothing. There's really personally. nothing there. No. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've been intrigued by the whole Flag Smashers thing, especially now with some of the, uh, I forgot the name of the main character in the group. Uh, but it seems like there's they're not as villainous as you would think, or at least no, there's some sympathy there. Yeah, they're definitely trying to they're trying to do the, what they feel like is right. They just yeah. have started to do it the wrong way. But right. the thing is, I feel like, yes, they have like a two-part there's, they, have, they have two reasons to even be in this 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 show, just to to, to throw a, a political spin on it. Yeah. For one, two, to get the new Captain America to where they want him to get to. Yeah. Them, one of their one of and their. And to get to the power broker. Well, yeah, but but I'm just saying, like the, the real like the thing is like the whole thing for the most part, the, the big part of it is the new Captain America taking the mantle and that and that whole struggle. But getting him over the edge to be, you know, kind of the anti-hero or whatever, or or more even on the anti-side, somebody had to get him there. And just him not getting his way wasn't going to make it happen. Somehow somebody had to get the super super serum to him because you knew that was coming at some point. You just had had to know he was going to try to find some kind of power. He He was just like... Jealous well, of this power. Well, I'm advantage, yeah. It didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. I oh, thought it, it was going to happen. I, I thought it was, I'll be honest with you. I thought it was going to happen. Um, the power broker was going to somehow convince him to take it. Yeah, and like and like be a lackey or something uh, like after, that. After yeah, after he lost the mantle of Captain America. Yeah, it was just kind of weird. He just kind of stumbled on it. But then, like, for him to really, because, you know, like they were saying, you know, hey, you know, more power makes you more of who you are. So, of course, instead of just being a normal douchebag, he's going to be a huge one now. But they really, like, I didn't see them killing off uh, the, the, the uh, I can't remember the character that plays Battlestar, but <laughs> I didn't see them killing that guy off. Like, at least not like that. I, like, quickly. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We don't know. Oh yeah, that's true. We don't know if he's dead. We don't, we don't know, know, but they we made don't. it seem that way. <laughs> well, and that's Marvel. The thing. Well, so, I mean, they make Marvel is a very good thing. It's just like Game of Thrones. Unless yeah. you see a funeral, the person's not dead. So that could be the other twist that they're going to spin on it is what. But basically, it took it took them theoretically or making him think that this guy was dead to really make him snap. <laughs> Because that's like the one guy that's like got his back. It doesn't seem like he calls him out on a lot of stuff, but he kind of tries to set him straight on things. Right, but he also, he but he also, 
He also pumps him up too. He also think. gasses him like he's like, "Would yeah. you take this?" He's like, "Hell yeah, we'll take it. I take it yeah. right now." So, RVP Davidson. And that's the thing. You can tell he definitely trusts his, his judgment and stuff like that. So if he would have said no, and this is the reason why I wouldn't, blah, blah blah, maybe he wouldn't have took it. Who knows? But he definitely trusted him for sure. And like, he's probably one of the most important people to him at this point. And yeah. he thinks he's dead, so he snaps. So that that that's a, a huge part, I think, of what the Flag Smasher was even there for is really just to kind of get that part of the story progressed. You have to have a reason, a real reason, to not like this guy, and but you and you have to see him go over the edge at some point. Yeah. And obviously, I'm sure we'll probably see more of it. But now it's like the world saw it. Yeah. So what's going to happen now? By the way, the two Flag Smashers that have died already, very interesting ways that they've died. Yeah. <laughs> this dude. Um, I'll tell you what would have made it better. Like, it's cool. He killed him with the shield. They put the blood on the shield. One one hit, taking his head off, would have been hard body. <laughs> that's that's what Steve Rogers would have done. Steve Rogers, if he wanted to take someone's head off, he would have done it in one hit. But also everything I've read about the super soldier serum is everything after Rogers isn't the same serum. It's just a dumbed down. It's like a it's it's a lesser version of it. Yeah. So it's like you're talking about cloning things. Like if you clone a clone and then clone that clone, they get dumber and dumber and dumber as they go. Right. Essentially, yeah. So like what's crazy is in one of the Incredible Hulk uh, movies, the Abomination is actually injected with a version of the Super Soldier Serum, and it goes. It goes wrong, and that's how he becomes the abomination. Oh, okay. I I was thinking that he was already abomination. I was like, you know what? I could be stronger. Oh, <laughs> someone give me some super soldiers here. No, 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 no. He was uh, he was. I forgot the uh, the actor's name, but like in the in the movie, they're like, we're gonna inject you with this, and literally, it's like like it says like super soldier serum, but it also involves a. Uh, uh, General Thunderbolt. So, like, they're oh, thinking yeah. somehow General, like, I, I hate to, we're, I'm gonna stop after I say this, but somehow General Thunderbolt is gonna be tied into this too. Bigger I picture. Can, I can see that. I can see that. So, I mean, not even in this TV show, but like, once we get out into the movie universe. Yeah. Be make, oh, okay. They've talked about that for a long time and nothing's ever come of it, so. But he's also kind of that, like, I keep wanting to call him the benefactor, but the power broker is kind of in the backgrounds. Thunderbolt is always in the backgrounds. There's always General Thunderbolt Easter eggs in every movie. Yeah. He becomes, so in the comic books, does he not become, he becomes Red Hulk, right? Uh, I don't know. I haven't gotten that far. I feel like in the comic books, he was, I can't, he was I'm on, Red Hulk. I have Google pulled up. Because so. if, that's, if that's the case, that would be awesome if that ever happens. That would be very intriguing. In a in a movie or in some capacity, it'd be cool to see Red Hulk on screen. Get some Hulk on Hulk action. There's a lot, yeah, and yeah. There's a lot that could be done with that to tie into the stuff that we know that's coming out in the future too. Um, one thing that um, I wanted to bring he up, does, um, he does become Red Hulk. You are correct. Nice. There we go. Uh, Baron Zemo. Um, oh, he's in the wind now. 
what is it about? I feel like he's, and they obviously directed this this way. I feel like he's become almost like Loki a little bit. Like you kind of like him, you kind of don't. Well, that's um, what he is. That's what he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be like a Deadpool, like a Loki. He's yeah. not a hero. He's not a Plays, villain. He's kind of down yeah, the line. He's, he's the anti-hero. He's he's less. He's not a villain, but he's not a hero. He's the. He, he sometimes it, does the right thing the wrong way, and but sometimes he does is, the wrong thing for the right reasons. This yeah. is the key. He only does something that benefits him. Yeah, I was he doesn't say that, do then. anything that benefits anybody else's movement. Yeah, he he will make sure he is okay. Yeah, and this thing is hard to say what his actual end game is because I was very surprised to see him smash the serum. I thought when he saw the serum, he was going to be very interested in it and want to do something with it. Oh no, 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 no! His whole goal is to get rid of the super soldiers. That's all. That's his. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's always I guess, been his goal. I guess I just figured that he would do something with the serum. I don't know. I, I think just, what Kenny's trying to say is you would think that he would, to get rid of those guys, he would get his own guys. Or, maybe or take advantage himself. of it. I thought he would well, take he advantage like, of the situation other than he, smashing like, it all. He, yeah. he views it, he views that as like what went wrong yeah. with the world. Yeah. So the way he says, I'm going to get rid of it at all costs. Yeah. I mean, that's why he used Bucky to try to, you know, ruin uh captain america like he that's how much he doesn't like it that's and now he can't now he can't kill bucky or ruin bucky because you know he's reformed or whatever but he's still a super soldier so you got to keep that in the back of your head too so once he takes care of all the super soldiers is he then going to come after bucky yeah kind of finish the job so to yep. say Yep, because yeah. that's what he wants to do. He wants to get rid of it, but he also doesn't know about the black Captain America. Yeah, that's true. So, so you you want me to throw out a wild but definitely not going to happen accusation? <laughs> it's not going to happen. But go for it. He's going to yeah, find go out about it. the black Captain America. He's going to shoot. He's going to shoot him. His grandson is then going to step in front of him. Get shot, and the only way to save him is the blood transfusion from his grandfather, which makes him the Patriot. And now you have the Young Avengers. But that's I guess not I could, <laughs> I could, to- but no, that's the thing that could totally happen though. The Young Avengers angle is definitely. I could, uh, see, I could see that, and happening. it's supposed to come out in twenty two, I believe. I mean, that's the thing; it could either happen, or I mean, is it possible that he would? Have that any kind of strength purely through genetics? Because no, you know what I'm saying, like it, from from what the comic books say, and all this information I'm basing it off of is what happened. And like I know in the comics, he gets his powers from his grandfather because he gets a blood transfusion from his grandfather. Right. I guess I'm just so, wondering if like cause so I have to create what a situation to where makes he sense. Would need that. It does yeah. make sense, but I guess, I guess I'm thinking like right now, they haven't even shared that information with Zemo, have they? Or are they just... No, uh, or they, Zemo or they has have... no idea. If Zemo finds out, it would be somebody slipped up and told him. And that's what I'm saying. So I, he was either already privy to the information because well, they said that it could have been Hydra and all that stuff that was that was doing experiments on him to begin with. But... What... Uh, what just them two that know like Bucky and... Uh, what Bucky told... Falcon. The Falcon was, he's like, how'd you never tell me about this? I don't know. I didn't want anybody to know. 
goes, does Steve know? And he's like, yeah, Steve doesn't even know. Okay. So, so like, Captain America didn't even know. So how did, how did Falcon know that? I mean, uh, yeah. How did Bucky know? I mean, Bucky know, sorry. He tried to kill Bucky. He was made. He was created to go. Ah, okay. So, so maybe I, I, I still think that there's probably something in what you're saying, but maybe it's not. Maybe it's not it's, Zemo. Maybe it's just the neighborhood they're in. Something bad happens. Right. Yeah. He gets like, shot by somebody. Somebody maybe random in the street, or who knows. I like to pretend I could, it's gonna be Zemo. I, but that, that's a good. That's a good. That's a good theory, though. I could see them doing that. Yeah. Sorry about that. I didn't hit mute. Um, <laughs> but you know that's that's a that's a long way away. But we technically know who the Patriot is at this yeah. point. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah, that's why I don't feel so bad about ruining that. Uh, anything else on this episode? Um, oh, I just wanted episode. to. Yeah, it was it was probably my favorite episode. Um, but um. Wanted to uh, also mention uh, Sharon Carter has been really good in this too. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Agent the, Carter's uh, Agent, Agent Carter's daughter, Sharon Carter, the blonde-haired girl that's oh. been helping him out. Yeah, man, I guess because she's uh, I've only seen her like two scenes or something. Well, I mean, I think it's just been cool to see. How close that character can be. I just wanted to kind of throw that in there, uh, especially the episode before last. But um, yeah, I think uh, I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens tomorrow and get us to where we're trying to figure out what's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like the finale is going to be really good when when it when it hits. For sure. All right, so so what next we get we got a uh, season office? two episode two of the office which yes. um labels sexual harassment and this might be my favorite i hate that it's titled that because this might be my favorite episode so well far. like we'll set it up what happens is uh michael well pretty much what happens is is michael they corporate calls because something has happened in the Dunder Mifflin offices and warns them that there needs to be a sexual harassment seminar. And Mike Michael's worried that it's going to ruin his uh, ability to tell jokes. And that's just kind of what the, uh, the, 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 uh, the overlying storyline in this and the underlining storyline in this is Pam's mom is also coming to the office this day. Yeah. Which is hilarious. Um, so are we ready, guys? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, I think this episode, what makes it so good, it starts off with something absolutely hilarious. And it's Jim <laughs> proving that he just, yeah, I don't even look at your emails. They just go straight to spam. Yeah. To Michael. Like, he's like, yes, this is evident. I don't care. And, like, Michael walks up and goes, did you get my email? And he says, no. And he goes, check your spam folder. Like he doesn't even say like that. He he's just so giddy about Jim seeing this that he wants him to do that. Which is all right. So if it's directly coming from Michael, and this is company email, so to say, that's funny because and as you're alluding to, that Jim has all of his emails going to spam. Go just they go directly to spam. They don't they <laughs> don't pass directly go. from his boss into spam. <laughs> yes, like 
No other choice. Like well, it, it's when all he does is hilarious. four dirty jokes and stuff like that. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't blame him. But I mean, just imagine like you find out someone just spams all your emails or text messages. It hurts a little bit. Hey, but, but Michael doesn't even know. Like no, he, Michael doesn't even care. That's the weird part about oh, yeah, it. He's he doesn't like, care. Hey, check that. Um, and then. Shortly thereafter that, we're introduced to the most wonderful character in the <laughs> Office universe. Yes. If you think Michael is bad, just wait, because there's a guy named Todd Packer yes. who is just the absolute worst person in an office setting. Like, literally, I think they took everybody that is bad in an office, made him one character, and, of course, made him a salesman. And Michael loves him. I don't yeah, they're they're brothers yeah. apparently. Yeah, and uh, funny story, the guy that the the real guy that plays that character, um, when when uh, a couple years ago when I was in Kansas City for the AFC Championship, he was down in the locker room area. Uh, him and uh, Michael, or not Michael, uh, him and um, Paul Rudd, they're both big Kansas City Chiefs fans, and I seen them down in the locker room. And I was like, is that who I think that is? And sure enough, it was. He was just like, you know, him and Paul Rudd just walking into Kansas City Chiefs locker room celebrating. I was like, well, damn. I mean, anyways, he does a great job as Todd Packer. Yes. Uh, you he, know, sells, he sells the character pretty, pretty well. Oh, it's great. He does a great job with him. And, and, and you can tell, like, with with Michael, like, anytime Todd Packer talks, he just. <laughs> He just wants to fit in, and so like he really, he's just like yeah, yeah, uh huh. Like he talks about the twins and how they met a set of twins, and then they went back <laughs> to the hotel room, and Todd Packard had sex with both of them, and he's like, that was awesome. Like, <laughs> <laughs> okay, man. Uh, uh, I like the uh, the the DUI mentioned. Like dude's always drunk, um, and oh, then when they, they just to go to go wherever he was like, you can drive right. And it's so the funny sh- how people throw that out there, too. Dude, the shots, the subtle shots through the yes. whole episode at him yes. were just great. I loved it. And then what about the license plate? <laughs> Huge William Hung fan. Huge William Hung fan. <laughs> he was oh, like, who God. the hell is that guy? Why do they keep saying that? Well, because you're an idiot, Todd Packer. Yeah. Oh, if you notice, Toby always wears tan. <laughs> yes. Tan and gray. He's he always does, in tan and man. gray. It's, it's, it's his personality. His hairline bothers me. And I know he can't help it, <laughs> but it just bothers me. I how think he his hair. they brush I feel bad. I feel bad for him, man. Uh, dude, it's, I love Toby, but Michael treats him like shit. He has a lot. I realize, I didn't, I guess I didn't realize how much patience he had, but he literally is like, his, his attitude never really changes. He plays the HR character to the T. Yeah, he's so even, he he's so even keeled. Like, no matter yeah. what Michael's saying, he, whether he's like degrading him or you know basically basically dismissing any kind of power he may have, like he mm-hmm. just kind of takes it in strides. Kind of funny to see, but he loves throwing out the fact that he's divorced. I love when he said like he's not even really part of our family, and he's divorced. <laughs> he's really not even part of his own family. And I'm like, oh my god. Well, he did with the, he uh, some haymakers at him. That was funny. And Toby just keeps moving forward. It's yeah. great. Um, the warehouse people absolutely ruthless. I mean, they roasted when Mike. Michael he was like, "Handle it." Hey, going downstairs. 
go to the warehouse where the real jokes are made. And then they just make fun of his small penis the whole time. Yeah. They just roasted his ass. And he couldn't handle it. You, you yeah, I don't know. Kind of, kind of <laughs> see what's coming around the corner. Uh, did anyone else notice when he walked off, someone made a goat noise? Yes. Dude, I was, I was like, like, what is that? I like somebody was like making a kissy noise, and somebody made the goat. I was like, "What is that yeah. in reference to?" Oh, like, dude, they weird. chased him off. That was great. Then uh, <laughs> he walks up. They're having the the sexual harassment orientation. And Pam goes, "My mom's coming," and then Kevin Milf just hits him like <laughs> yeah. out of nowhere. Everybody's like, "Yeah, that's not the joke we wanted," but it was funny. I'll give him that. Uh, it's funny to see how they're trying to do all this HR stuff and everything that is against HR is happening. Sexual harassment. The blow up was, doll was definitely is, the was definitely the name of the episode. Well, then, yeah. like it's not even the blow up doll. It's right after that. He's like, I mean, the best part of my morning is looking at that sexy picture Stanley has on his desk every morning. Oh my god, that was so like, cringy. So as soon as I saw that and he started talking about it, I was a little mortified because I'm like, that's going to be. Someone he's related to. Yep. And sure enough, it was. It was his daughter. And, and uh, she was in grade school, right? Some Catholic oh, grade school, yeah. Uh, so it's so, just like, uh, 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 the, then, oh, he goes, you have to disclose all office relationships. Phyllis is like, all office relationships? Yes. Even, even when I <laughs> And then the whole time I'm going... I want to know who slept with Phyllis. I love I I Jim's. I love Jim's reaction. Oh, Jim's reaction. That. A lot of this was great. It was gross. Like, oh, oh, um, I think spicy. Michael slept with her. I think it's. I don't know if it. I mean, obviously you've seen all the episodes, but I can tell you one hundred percent, Phyllis would never sleep with Michael. It just. I don't know. The, at the end of it, made me start thinking about that. But like, did they sleep together because they went she, to high school together and all this other stuff? Very, she looked very uncomfortable. 100% can tell you that she did not sleep with Michael. All right. Is it ever revealed who she slept with in the office? No. I wish, oh. but no. Dang. I know, right? It's one of those things that you're like, oh, I want to know. I wonder if they ever, and they just don't keep up with it. <laughs> That's funny. Um, then right after that, Michael goes into the office with the corporate lawyers and everything, and they tell oh him he God. has to be an adult. No, 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 no. I lied. I'm sorry. I'm skipping way ahead. Yeah. He goes in to watch the video with the warehouse guys. Comes yeah. out, and guess what we get? We get the very first That's What She Said of this TV show. Episode two. Yes. So that's it's a big, it's the that's it. This is the official That's What She Said episode. Okay. I didn't know if it happened because I didn't, because I was out last week, I didn't watch the. Uh, the Season two, episode one. So I was like, "All right, is this the first one, or did they say this in the last episode?" But this is not. the first time that that's been referenced, and it was referenced a lot, like from the middle to the end, <laughs> like the whole the whole second half was just that's yeah. what she said. Yeah, and to the point where like Michael cannot help himself, like it's a thing that is ingrained in him. Yeah, because yeah. Like, later when they're you know we'll get to uh, where the lawyers and corporate came in. Right, well, we'll and he just, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and then after that, shortly thereafter that, Dwight walks into Toby's office. Oh, my God. 
Is anyone really surprised that he doesn't know what? Uh, fuck it, I'll say. It. Does anybody really surprised he doesn't know what a vagina looks like? Yes. I'm not, well, no, I'm not surprised. But it was so funny when he was like, he was like, yeah, I guess human resources. I guess I can see where he would think that you know, I deal with the human anatomy. But just what do you say? I'm just, I'm so sad that the the public school system failed him. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it was great. Oh, it was great. The whole uh, there's a lot of subtle stuff um, that that um, that his character did um, in in this too, which is like hyping Michael on with the with everything, the, the fist pumps and stuff. Dude. Oh yeah, he was loving he was loving all the all the, the all blow the jokes. up doll. Ham's reaction <laughs> to a lot of stuff too was pretty good, especially at the end. <laughs> uh. Then uh, after that, the guys are in. It was like seeing Kevin. Like Michael comes out. Does anybody want to watch this movie with us and eat microwave pizza? And then they go to Dwight, and then they go back back into the conference room, and they're watching a movie. And Kevin has joined them to watch the sexual harassment movie and eat pizza instead of working. Yeah, like of course Kevin would be the one that's in there with them. And you don't really notice it at first until like he gets um, kicked out or whatever. Right. Well. Oh, wait, that Michael, was yeah, Michael, uh, what happens next is is then the corporate people come in and they proceed to have a Michael. They have a meeting with Michael, and that's when he comes out and Jim kind of goats him into, or goads him, sorry, into saying that's what she <laughs> said. He's like, that wow, was... that must be really hard for you. <laughs> yeah. You always left me satisfied and smiling. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's so way, funny uh, watching everybody in the background. Like waiting for it, he's like, huh? huh? Is he gonna uh-huh. do it? Is he gonna yeah. do it? <laughs> yeah. Jim right, with the whole mom thing, wanting to talk to Pam's mom though. Um, I thought it was in- intriguing, and then getting didn't get the chance to, but she mentions him at the end. I was gonna yeah. say Pam's mom asking about him within earshot is spicy, especially yeah. right after Roy came in. Right. Which means that Pam's been doing a lot of talking about him. Oh yeah. Um, is is that her her real mom? I'm just curious. No, no, no. Okay. Uh, last note I have is even when Michael thinks he isn't sexually harassing, he is sexually harassing because Todd Packard is telling a joke, and then uh, Kevin kind of gets out of line by referring to like the woman looks like Phyllis. <coughs> and then, he didn't even say anything. He just pointed like slightly. Yeah. <laughs> Todd Packer, yeah, and so Todd Packer doesn't get in trouble because that's Michael's friend, and you know how could he ever get in trouble? Yeah. Uh, and then, uh, dude, and what he says, he goes, "I'm not, you know what I'm afraid of? Afraid of getting yeah. a boner." Yeah. <laughs> I, I was like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. And right that's, in her ear too, like just kneeling and just being right so close, and then kisses her on the cheek. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. Oh, I laughed, but it was bad. But overall, and then he tried to get uh, Pam to make out with the blow up doll to in, to like so insinuate a scene that of was lesbians. <laughs> like that part was weird because I was like, I don't, re- I never remembered him like really forcing the issue, but he was like, Pam, get over here and do this, Pam. Pam. Yeah. Oh, that was wild. I mean, uh, you're just waiting for him to get fired at some point, and 
You got a feeling like if, if, if any of this stuff doesn't get him fired, you just kind of feel like he's bulletproof at that point. We, we yeah. didn't mention that he brought in a separate lawyer, even though his lawyer was already there. Dude, that was hilarious. <laughs> he goes, "Oh, I'm under an hour," so he goes, "Yeah, but I did a lot of paperwork." Yeah, he brought in a he brought in a billboard lawyer to go up <laughs> against his own lawyer that he didn't know was his. And then he was like, and they're here to protect me. I'm such a big deal. I'm in corporate. I forgot. I forgot. I'm so used to being the bad boy. (laughs) He's so out of touch with reality. I know. When he said that, and I was kind of thinking the same thing, and I was like, I was so, I was cringing so hard just because I'm like, this dude is the most ridiculous person ever. (laughs) To think that he's this bad boy, and it's like, you're in your own realm <laughs> they're not sure even close worse. so delusional well, that was episode 2 it was a so, good episode uh, one one of my favorites so far so far is this that sounds like it might be both of y'all's favorites so far it was funny which is I, a really good episode I like the basketball episode too though those are probably my top <laughs> two so far yeah yeah, I don't know really have to think about it. It was, def- it was definitely one. It was, it was a good one, though. It was funny. So, very weird, yeah, but I believe you. Uh, <laughs> Deep in thought. Kitty's thinking about everything that was done in the basketball episode. He's afraid to, to admit that, that that's his favorite. I can't, I can't, I can't commit. <laughs> I won't commit. Uh, I feel like either way, no matter what episode of The Office you say is your favorite, there's going to be something wrong with you for picking that episode. I mean, oh, there's wrong, something wrong in all the episodes, but... That's what I'm saying. It, it might be the worst episode, but it might be the best, just because yeah. it's the worst. I'm just saying, well, there's an episode coming up, season three, if we make it that far, that y'all are really going to be uncomfortable. It's it's a doozy. I know which one it is, and I'm not going to tell you, and I'm not going to warn you. Just saying. Man, there's a, one worse than the uh, all the, the racial ones. Then that's yeah. that's yeah, pretty heavy. <laughs> it's pretty rough. It's pretty rough. It's funny. It's funny, but then you you're like there'll be times where you're like, Wow, I can't believe they did that. Damn. But we'll watch it. A lot we'll of good cameos it. in this episode too. I mean, there's a lot of people that I guess after that became you know, they were in a lot of other things and movies and, and whatnot. Uh, like we already mentioned, uh Packard's uh you know, the guy that plays him, I mean, he was in all the Anchormans and, and several other movies. Um, I feel like it was somebody else that was in there. I mean, uh, I think it was one of the bigger roles that, uh, uh, what's the guy in, uh, in the, in the warehouse, uh, comedian, um, that was, oh, in yeah, he, he's in the Pineapple whole show. Express and stuff. Yeah, but yeah. he, I feel like he said more than he normally does. Yeah, his like he had a whole scene there. Like his character gets really big towards the end. Yeah, yeah. So um, like he's he's in the whole thing. He's not really a cameo role at all. But like there was a couple other people that came in. I'm like, oh yeah, I know them. But I think yeah, that's about it. I'm blanking yeah. on the name. Yeah, it was a good episode, man. I'm looking, episode. looking forward to the to the next one. Episode three. All right, I guess that's is that it for this episode, fellers. Yeah, uh, next week. Episode 100, we got some uh, plans that we'll we'll mention on uh, our social media, and yes. uh, have a really fun episode for you for everyone next week. Uh, Super excited about. Getting do we want to mention Happy Hour? 
Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, um, right as of right now, uh, the twenty third at six. Is that right? Yeah, six p.m. next, six, not this Friday or not tomorrow, but next Friday. Next Friday, we will be doing our happy happy hour. Bringing uh, it back, bringing it back for our special one hundred episode week. Uh, we're gonna try to do better about doing our happy hours. It's just you know finding the time and not being tired after work and wanting to do it. Uh, but we're excited about it. Special week, we want to celebrate with our fans, and so the best way to do that is to bring back Happy Happy Hour. All 15 of y'all. Love y'all. All, well, I mean, maybe we'll, we've had 20. 20? Okay, stream. we'll say 20. I went, I went humble, humble brag. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll, but, you know, but we be do exciting. care about everybody that listens, yeah. that listens to all of our episodes all the way through. I mean, you guys, I mean, this is a fun hobby for us, but we really enjoy people that actually listen and give us any feedback. So we will like, there'll be people that'll be called out uh, next week's episode that have been with us from the beginning and do are really good about interacting and talking to us. For sure. So, all right, guys, Richard, yo, close us out. All right. So as always, you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Listen, subscribe, rate, all that good stuff. Spotify, Stitcher, Apple, Podbean, at Big Ten Rich, Big Ten Rich, search in your podcast. Listen, let us know what's going on, and we'll have some uh, more stuff we'll post on our social media this week about our 100th episode. Yes, indeed. One Hondo. 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 It, was, it, it feels like it hasn't been that long, but it's been... When we started putting this together, we used to go to Panera Bread. Maybe we mentioned that. Some stories about that. Oh, God. The oh, Panera, the Panera, the Panera Bread episodes? No. <laughs> no, I'm saying, you know, just the nostalgia of, uh, you know, putting together some of the stuff to get yeah, ready for, to do this. But, humble uh, beginnings. Very humble, humble beginnings. beginnings. Super happy about that. Lots so, of yeah, no. uh, combo soup and uh, sandwich combos. <laughs> <laughs> be, be very excited to talk about it. So, Thank y'all again, and uh, good night, goodbye, have a good, good night. <laughs> so or good, southern. Or good, good morning, night. who knows. Or good, or good afternoon, mm-hmm. or bonjour, hola, uh, <laughs> some other foreign language, hello. Salutations. Konnichiwa. Aloha. Arigato. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha. With, a, with an Aloha. English accent. Aloha. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what that means. <laughs> Aloha. It's my British accent. Your what? Oh, my British okay, accent. That's one of the... Never mind. All right, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Might have been the worst. <laughs> oh. Oh. You, you think I'd do a good British accent? No. I specifically dabble in horrible I mean, British It kind of is the worse the better. If the, goal, actually, if the goal was the act for the accent to be bad, wouldn't it then actually be good? Think about it. It's like <laughs> accent in, accent inception. Kenny dropping Ooh. truth bombs. Everybody comes to my page on Facebook because I only speak the truth, and I'm sorry if you're offended. Kenny Delahousse. If anybody offends me, I just don't follow them anymore. Oh, that, huh? Huh? <laughs> But if anybody offends me, I just don't follow them anymore. You know what I do? 
I don't give them the satisfaction of unfriending, but I just don't follow them. So they so they think that I fell off the planet. I feel like they really just a, fell off of mine. We're a strong mute group. Oh yeah, I'm not like, arguing with anybody on Facebook if, if if there's an opinion I don't really like, but that person doesn't bother me so much. I'm just you know I don't want to see what they're posting. I just don't see it. You ain't got to. You ain't nope. got to. Come on. It's all about time. If I got time, maybe. Richard, if you I ain't, ain't arguing time. with nobody. What are you talking about? I mean, you ain't arguing with, with nobody. You. <laughs> yeah. That's all. That's it. <laughs> we haven't had a good Facebook argument in years. Uh, yeah. Might have to stir some up. <laughs> oh, real quick. <laughs> No one's listening anymore, by the way. Everybody stopped no, listening. No, they probably keep tuned recording. out five yeah, minutes keep ago. Recording. Or... What do y'all think about Eddie George being hired as TSU's football coach? I like it. No! I feel I feel oh, bad for Rod God. Reed, honestly, because he is a pretty decent football coach for that level of school. Um, I'm only saying that. It's a I like total it. PR move. Yeah, I like it for Nashville, Obviously. I guess, because he's got a he's – Solid set. I don't even know what he could do as a coach, but He's I think never coached football. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So it's like I think I think it's a cool a cool move for Nashville. I'm I don't not know concerned how, in his I don't know ability. What it's do school. I think he'll figure it out. I think anything that Eddie George does, he does it to his best ability. Um, so I don't think that it'll be bad as far as his coaching ability. I feel like he'll put together a good enough staff to really cover up anything that he couldn't cover. Have y'all heard the coaching rumors. Like yes, Jeff it's, Fisher his, is his the staff? unofficial. Jeff Fisher is the unofficial. He's like helping him. Apparently, he's an assistant. Uh, supposedly, it's not official. But and then uh, what's also not official is his son Brandon is going to be the defensive coordinator. Uh, Hugh Jackson might be the offensive coordinator. Yeah, which, I heard that too. That would yeah, be that's exciting. Great, nobody. For a college team, that's the, that's a uh, Hugh Jackson was a horrible coach. In the NFL, but he's going to TSU. No, 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 no. He was a horrible coach. He was bad. Bad. Like, very, like, didn't win a game for two seasons bad. But he got paid, though. For the Raiders? For the Browns. So he got paid. Oh, yeah, he played. He did coach the Browns, too. Um, Yeah, yeah. You're forgetting about the Browns days. Well, you couldn't name who their offensive coordinator is at the moment. I, I don't know. I will say um, this. At least and then Rod Woodson that. will be supposedly uh, a defensive coach. That right, too. Right, Lewis is supposedly involved. That too. Uh, just uh, see, uh, see, this is where This is where it starts getting into a lie. And the reason why I think the Rod Woodson and uh, Ray Lewis is a lie is because the same thing happened to Deion Sanders when he went to Jackson State. Well, I think this is out of no, out of anywhere they just started from that because uh, they're uh, the uh, what's it called is Jackson State versus TSU. Well, no, well, the, the, that uh, has nothing to do with what I'm talking about. What I'm saying is, is when Deion Sanders was hired as a coach, it was rumored that Warren Sapp and Terrell Owens were going to be his offensive and defensive coordinators, which absolutely had nothing to do with that. What happened was, is Deion Sanders put it out. To his to his people to find a leak, he knew where the leak came from and fired the person off his staff. Ah, uh, I gotcha. Smart. So like, so yeah, it's smart. And if Eddie George is doing the same thing, guess what? Smart. 
But if you bring in people who have absolutely had no coaching, you have college football is extremely hard to coach because you're just not coaching. You're also selling your school. Well, that, I don't think they'll have any problem with that uh, part of it just because their status of who they are. Uh, and I don't think they'll have any problem recruiting. But, yeah, when it comes to X's and O's, that's going to be to be seen. No, they're going to have an issue recruiting because it's college football now. It's not you can walk in, I'm Eddie George, and like, oh, okay, I'm going to send my kid to your school. That's not how college football goes, especially when you have people come in and be like, yeah, they're dog shit. We beat them every year. You're going to go to their school. We're going to beat you by 52 points. Yeah, I mean, it's I, – I, I'm, th- I'm thinking, though – you what? To, You're getting I'll tired. Get off here. If I don't get off here, I'm going to get oh, Okay. Here. That's a conversation. <laughs> I just wanted to throw that out there. I just think they could have done better. We'll talk about it more later. All right. All right. I'll get y'all in. All, All right, right y'all. Go. See you.